Thanks to the Diamond Tina Podcast Network, this is more Fired Up! I'm not sure if we're more fired up here on the uh, Diamond Tina Podcast oh, Network. I am. Or whether Australia is just reeling for the weekend that it's had. Not only is Shana Jack tested positive to a non-anabolic steroid, whatever that means. No, it's a non-steroidal anabolic or something like that in the swimming world. But Barnaby Joyce has revealed to the press this morning that he's skint. Can't live on 200000 a year. No. He's feeling the pain, the pinch of the average working class Australian. And uh, G. Paul Enhancer's loving that. <laughs> he's killing his own meat. <laughs> Is that right? Yes. Nothing would surprise me with him. His own sheep. His uh, treat at the end of the week is just a coffee. Well, if I may digress, do you remember when Mark Zuckerberg said, I'm now going to be vegan, or if you are a meat eater, then I think you should go from you know paddock to plate and learn how to skin the damn thing and bone it and cut the fillets off. So I did it once to see what it was like. Strange man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you did it once in response. <laughs> so Barnaby's responded to the uh, Zuckerberg edict, and I'm just wondering if there's anything we can do to help him out. Probably not. Um, I don't know. We had an election. We didn't vote him out. So How is he still there? How is that man still walking the political scene? He ran the election on a campaign of, look at me, I'm a good, strong family man. And yeah. then, oh, yeah, by the way, I've just... Yeah. Yeah. Start another family. Start another family. <laughs> ditch my wife and kids. Yeah. So dear, my, dear. my name is Chris Gale. I'm here with Stephen Ferris and Dennis Carnahan. Hello. Redfern, Pat at the controls of the slaughterhouse. And I ask you two great philosophical questions to kick us off on this episode of More Fight Up. Gentlemen, is the earth flat and how do we tell? And even more significantly, how do we tell whether a pass is flat or indeed forward? Well, the, the earth being flat, there's a lot of science has gone into that and the, the, the ancient Egyptians had it worked out because you could put a tower up in one part of Egypt and a tower in another and you could work out what time it was and you could work out that the shadow of the tower was longer in one part than the other, implying that the sun was at a different point. And though you couldn't see the curvature, it was clear there was curvature. So they had it worked out. This whole flat earth thing, it's new. It's new. People have known for millennia that we live on a globe. And, and to prove it... The moon landing, we saw the footage, we saw what Earth looked like, didn't we? Yeah, you saw the From the moon. Yep, yep, Hello. Yep. Come it on. wasn't an artist's impression, it was a photo. Exactly. There's a big difference <laughs> between the two. So then in order to work out whether it passes forward or flat, so far we're needing uh, Egyptian towers and uh, photographs from the moon? Is well, that what we've I'm talked about this G- GPS tracking, that, ev- that every player has one on their back. Why can't the ball have one inside it as well? And then you've got an aligned field, which is also GPS marked. Boom. But you, you see, they have the technology so easily on, on um, Fox Sports. You see the ads on the field. They appear to be on the grass. And mm. you'll see a, a, they'll pull back and uh, there'll be a long shot and you'll see an ad for a certain rum, which I quite enjoy. And I love it with its own ginger beer. <laughs> Bundaberg rum and Bundaberg ginger beer. We're not, they're not sponsors of ours. This is a genuine plug. I love the stuff. Maybe Barnaby could and represent. They, <laughs> maybe Barnaby could. It'd be great for him. Barnaby rum, no, Barnaby Bundaberg. Yes. Beautiful. But you, you see that painted on the football field and then they do a close-up and the painting's not there because it's artificial because they've put it on there because they have cameras which are vector scopes it's, it's not a set square compass deal it's not it, well it's it's way beyond that they actually have the camera moves so there's a virtual field superimposed okay. yes. over the field and yeah. the camera moves across that so it looks like the painting is stuck to the field 
Now, why can't they use that exact same vector field mm-hmm. and say, here is the vector field, mm-hmm. here's the camera, here's the ball moving, mm-hmm. the same as they do in the swimming, the line that moves and, up the swimming And course. with a, a no-delay situation where as soon as it happens, the red light goes off, it's forward or it's green. But the issue is always this, that the, the issue isn't – it's not forward out of the – they talk about backward out of the hands, forward out of the hands – it's backwards relative to the player. If yes. the player is running 38.5 kilometres an hour and, it and he Josh passes Adekar. the ball sideways... And it moves at the same... It's, it's going to be going mm-hmm. 38.5 kilometres an hour along the field. It's yeah. going to be appear to go forward because Josh is moving forward. So they either have to make it that you actually have to throw it backwards across the ground or relative to the moving player. And most of the forward passes that, get, that, that make people irate, the, one that, the big RTS one that was on the weekend, it was clearly... It came... It wasn't forward of his vector. So the moving player moving forward has a vector. He's moving from his try line towards the opposition try line. Did you know this Along stuff? that vector. None of it. Stephen now, Hawking's here. If you, you are, know? <laughs> if the ball moves forward of that vector, that's a forward pass. If it goes backward of that vector, it's fine. RTS, his pass went backwards of his vector and they called it forward because it crossed over a line. But the line was static. Yes, so here we are. It? 38.8. We have a clash of technologies here. By the way, I'm surprised you didn't mention the word inertia in any of that. Uh, we've got your idea of... Because no, inertia has nothing to do with it. It's vectors. Your idea of the virtual line oh, technology. Yeah. Like they're doing swimming. Stephen's yeah. idea with GPS. They'd work as well. Well, the NRL's going Hawkeye. They are? are they? Yes. yes, it's been announced overnight that they're Is focusing that on Hawkeye. Right? And Annesley <laughs> says it'll be applied to forward passes by 2021. You were holding out that on us. Mm. Mm. Well, because Greg McCallum, who instituted the video ref in England, which was then followed here, he made, he's made it very clear. They never actually specifically in England made the rule that you can't call on a forward pass. They just they recommended against it. But if it was clear evidence, if it was mm. clear that it was forward, they're allowed to call it. And they follow the same rules here. So I'm pretty sure there's no actual rule written down that you can't use a video. It's just like a it's, – it's one of those things that, that it's not a written rule. It's a mm. um, interpretation. Mm. I bumped the remote control the other day and caught just a little bit of the Wallabies Springboks game. And they actually called back a Wallabies try for a forward pass courtesy of the video ref. Mm. So it does happen in was a very different a, world. Was this a – how long? Last week, Ellis Park. Was, it, was this from like a 1986 game? No, 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 no. The game that was played last week at Ellis Park. It was. Do they, do they still play it? Yes, they still play Explain to me, I thought Hawkeye was a static camera on a line itself just Ooh, to see if the ball was in no, or out. No, no. How does it move? Didn't bring the papers with me, but six cameras. Professor, please. Six cameras set up, apparently. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. This, of course, is an issue because there were three controversial moments. You've already referred to the Roger of two of us, a Shaq, who has, I think, run for you know two kilometres again for the sixth time in six games. <laughs> it is two kilometres. Is that the right measure? Uh, and he's just done a beautiful out-the-back sort of sort of kind of reverse flick pass and it's been called back. Would have yep. won then the game. Yep. Uh, the uh, penalty against the Melbourne Storms, which put uh, DC in position to kick the winning field goal almost as Golden Port expired. And then, of course, Braden Burns passed to Campbell Graham for last second victory for the Rabbits over the Dragons. I didn't have an issue with that one, Dennis, did you? Um, oh, of course you wouldn't. I've got to say, I was sitting there, I was just watching, it was like sitting at Luna Park and watching the Wild Mouse, watching the roller coaster and watching the people on it because I was, I was sitting up, up in my down, ivory tower and down, watching and just seeing the emotions. There was, a, there was you know, there was a, what, what was the turnout there? Do you have the numbers on the turnout? Yes, I remember the turnout. There was about 12,000 people there. It, it actually, funnily enough, it felt like more at um, ANZ Stadium. Hang on, you were there? Yeah. Working. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I was there working, and it felt like more, and the noise was actually pretty good. Yeah. And I've got to say, and this is a complete uh, sidebar, <clears throat> I was quite astonished. The Rubbitohs found they're actually quite polite. Oh, rubbish. You could hear I'm them sorry, bloody on television I, for everything. Oh, no, you compare <laughs> it to the evil Penrith fans yesterday. <laughs> but they were applauding. They actually applauded the opposition a couple of times. How many times were they trying to call a penalty, please, Mr. Oh, Rubbish? constantly. Constantly. Yeah. But is, it, actually... is it not the fact that when you're neutral at a game, you form a... A more benevolent view of the fans of the team. Definitely, that, yeah. You feel sympathy. I, initially, I felt sympathy for the. It was like, wow, look at that. He's come back. He's kicked three sideline conversions. Mm-hmm. He's converted that penalty. There's 30 seconds to go. Fairy what tale. a comeback. What a fairy tale. <laughs> How good Gareth Whitup. How happy must Dragons fans be? What a great, what a great turnaround this is. <laughs> then it was all ripped and torn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the gods. And I, so yes, I don't know if that pass was forward. From my angle, it, uh, you know. I've seen worse, and this is the stupid. Doesn't matter really. Though, doesn't which which game? Which it really doesn't make any call? difference whatsoever, does it? <laughs> this whole at the moment, they'll have a crackdown on the passes going forward from dummy half that are maybe a couple of degrees forward, and then they won't. But they'll pick one in a game, and there's thirty. Yeah, so which exactly. one do you pick? Yeah, and there are some that are very good at it, and good luck to them, you know. Yeah, he is. The Isaac very Luke's good and the Damien Cooks of this world, etc. Rob, even Robbie Farrow, very good at it. Yeah, look, he's Ro- just slow though. Robbo's had a whinge <laughs> yesterday after the Dogs game about. There's no doubt, and I agree with him that they're calling back a lot more passes as forward this year than previously. So that just brings into focus where the technology has role to play. Of course, Sterlo and his cronies on the Sunday Footy Show yesterday said. Your idea, absolutely no way. They don't want to see it in the game. So, Dennis, you're seen as a pariah, basically. And, uh, of, of the, the whole... The virtual the, It won't work. It's ridiculous. They see yeah. it as more of an intellectual... Oh, sorry, a uh, 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 technological interruption, another one. Probably too many, yeah. Too many, it's, yeah. It's, it's a Layers. bit of a metaphor for yeah. modern society, really. Yeah. It takes it out of their hands as well. Look, I guess we've already dived into round 19 and we're halfway through dissecting Dragons Rabbit, so let's just finish it off. According to Gus Gould, Stephen, the Dragons came up with the play of the year, the McGuinness charge down yeah. leading to the Saab try. The conversion of that said try was the conversion of the year with the return Gareth Widdop. I mean, it was the- surprising. It wasn't the play of the play of the, the the year or the round. It was just like, yeah, okay, they got there. He then kicked the penalty goal of yeah, the year yeah. to send you to the league. It was a bit silly, wasn't with it? With a minute and a half to go, and you, yet you lost. I'd given up 20 minutes before anyway. Had so, you? Yeah, yeah. I didn't think we were that good. Having said that, I didn't think South were the top three contenders with that game either. I thought it was a bit sloppy. But there you go. We were playing with desperation. Another lineup change, you know. But did you feel... At the end of that, that we'd won heartbreaking it. defeat, this was at least better, that the, there was effort. Yeah, isn't that funny? Though, because <laughs> I, was, I was really death riding them, hoping they'd really go down the gurgler fast, you know, so, to make for some rampant change. Oh, but, so now you can't call for Mary no, to go. What's the, no, what's the and call? That's the, uh, Contrary Barry, Mary. Barry Mary. You can't call oh, the Barry Mary contingent. <laughs> no, of course. You're, you're, it's embedded in our DNA. We want your team to win and do well, etc. don't you? You want, to, you want hope. You want to feel mm. good about it. But uh, it was a tough one, no doubt about it. If we go back to earlier in the night up at McDonald's, as well, normally McDonald Jones Stadium, but it was renamed the Mark Hughes Foundation Stadium yes. for Beanies for Brain cancer okay. uh, and I think they got around about 25, 26,000 Knights faithful there Knights jumped out to a lead but then uh, the Tigers came roaring back Robbie Farrow burrowed oh, over smile on your face. the smile on your <laughs> face you're trying game. not to smile Tim, got two fashion. I always think there are three uh, types of Farrow that I remember the um, head fake dives over from dummy half of the try uh, <laughs> sniping from dummy half but also 
arms raised looking for hello, the, hello. <laughs> yeah. the penalty for the hold down at the dummy half. The injustice. Who's, who's the greatest of that in, in the current game? Oh, well, it was, was It's two. the dummy half salute, right? Yeah. Jake, Jake Friend, Friend surely. Friend, Friend, Friend will do it at the drop of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Cam Smith doesn't mind getting the wings he out and having a flap. He doesn't mind either. This is actually one of the reasons that hookers do pecs a lot. It probably is. is it just, up and down yeah, and up and down. I, 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 should, I should really come clean and confess, Josh Hodgson, he does a lot. Does Pretty he? much every play of the ball, he's got his hands up going, where's the penalty, where's the penalty, where's the penalty? And, and, and first of all... God love him. It, it never gets given, no. so it's a waste of effort. And secondly, aren't you contributing to slowing down your own play the ball by not having your hands in the ready position? Ready to no, go. It's, 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 I'm holding my hands up. I can't play the ball. One, two, three. Look how long I'm holding my hands up. Three, four, five. See how long they're up. So it's... Uh, what about, so you feeling pretty happy about that? I was very happy about yeah, that. Yeah, that puts you what two points out? Uh, we're only one, one point out of the eight. Yeah, okay. Because Brisbane is uh, on 19, 19 and yeah. therefore in the eight. How are you feeling about that? And it was a. It all starts here, does it? Well, we got the Cowboys on Thursday yeah, night. Run home. <laughs> yeah. But uh, how did you feel about the uh, the Kalen Ponga, the violent attack on the all player's head with Michael, uh, Cheekham, uh, Michael Cheekham's uh, head with his shoulder? Did you feel that was a, 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 a sin binning offence? Not his go though, is it? Generally, yeah, that's why they sin bin because it's not his go. Yeah, that's okay. the thing. You punish people when it's not their go. When it is their go, you let it go. Let it go, Cam Smith. I, Cam Smith. It's fair to say that Josh Mark Hughes Foundation Stadium's turf had a bit of a contribution to the cheek Cam injury, and of course, Ponga was the first guy to check on him, and cheek Cam goes, "I'll be sweet, mate." In Ponga's defence, you can't make your shoulder disappear. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, that a was kind of game. absurd. Oh. And it was um, Danny Baderas. I heard him commenting that uh, he was on the he was on the panel that set up the whole you know the shoulder charge ban because it's when someone's running directly at you and you just turn your shoulder and go mm. bang into their head. Yeah. It's the worst possible concussion. with a rise. Yeah, this was mm. a sideways mm. collision, and so this wasn't what the shoulder charge rule was set up to stop. This was an accidental collision as they were both going for the ball. Yeah. Now, had he been able to dislocate his shoulder, yeah, shoulder to shoulder, it's a different thing, isn't it? Yeah, mm. and it. But they were both running in the same direction. Mm. And like you said, it was the ground rather than Ponga's shoulder. They're both supposed to turn and just go oofa with their chests, are they? Even then you can do a sternum. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to uh, follow, but you can certainly follow Nathan Brown's comments where he said that some of the boys out there needed to hang their heads in shame for what they dished up. He's done. It's it's (laughs) It's it's a turn of phrase, yeah. It's the post-origin coaches... Um, you know, last week it was Madge Maguire yeah. D- coaches in the press conference talking to the players through the media yeah. because there- they've lost the dressing room. Yeah. Is there a- <laughs> <laughs> coaches do it tough. Let's face it. You know, um, they're as lonely as Michael Collins was when he was on the dark side of the moon when Apollo Eleven was up there. <laughs> um, is there some sort of stone cutters like Union where they agree that if you're having a really rough week? Um, you're entitled to a spray. Everyone says you've got a limited number of sprays. Right. <laughs> and, and so therefore... The sympathy spray, is it? So therefore, Brown was probably ready to give one recently, but Maguire had a greater dibs on it. Now Maguire's <laughs> given his. Uh, Brown was able turn. to unleash. It's, it's, it's Brown's turn. Because you can't is. have them all spraying at, the same, at time. the same time, can you? Yeah. Yeah, you can't. it'd be good if they did, though. Imagine having a spray off. And if we could just sort of break down the personality type that, that you become <laughs> as a coach, you know, they become very dour, sour. You know, their whole demeanor becomes like less party time. And, you know, I mean, a few of them get away with it, like Wayne Bennett, I suppose. But generally speaking, they're a grim lot, aren't they? They are. And it doesn't matter what code, you look at them all. And I, I recognize the same look at other sports as well. And then you get the referee type. 
And do they both have their own, as you said, stonecutter-like lodge where they go to to sort of commiserate and break loose and you know, the mirror ball comes down and away they go nuts, you know, or not? Oh, the referees <laughs> and do definitely they do. come together, you know, coaches and referees at such That would be the fun one, th- if ball. the coaches all came together and, and had a chat. Not enough ladies, though. Oh, there's no, co- no, there's no coaching ladies. Yeah. Well, so you think too many roosters, not a- enough hens. <laughs> That'll <laughs> be a breakthrough, won't it? <laughs> One of the common denominators of the super coaches yeah. is that, certainly in the current Uber, is that they all played at a senior level, but none of them were superstars. Now, Bennett did, uh, uh, Bennett did play for not Australia. Not entirely true. Bennett did play for Australia. Yeah, well, Ricky Stewart played halfback for Australia. No, hang on. Hang on. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> sorry. Dennis, you're not listening to me. I'm talking about the super coaches. Yeah, oh, so you're, uh, uh, so the ones underneath Ricky, you mean, not the Uber coach. But you're, like, <laughs> you're like some your Bellamy's and your Maguire's and your... Um, uh, Hard yardage men. I mean, work, working men. Uh, who, who am I missing? Robbo. I mean, they, they played first grade. And Maguire apparently played a lot of first grade for Did you Did Robbo guys. play for Australia? It's about 40 games. No, no. Yeah. Bennett played for Australia. Oh, no, you're not Trevor Robinson. No, but uh, Michael Maguire played a significant amount of football for... It was, 40, it was in the Thames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... but it's p- partly what drives them, isn't it? Is that I wasn't the that chip on good. the shoulder. Yes, inadequacy. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I mean, Robbo. The thing that always surprised me. Look at Robbo, and yesterday he did a press conference under the uh, under the stadium with his beanie, and he looked like he was wearing some concealer. Mm. He looked like he had mm. a full face of foundation. Exmile model type. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't think he did. I think mm. it was just his complexion and the lighting was unfavourable. Uh, florid. Florid. But he, he has a but waxy and, and florid mm-hmm. and a bit powdery. And they were asking him about um, Boyd Cordner. You know, he, he hurt his calf. <laughs> he should come up and go, oh, yeah, hasn't got that much of a calf, so it yeah, shouldn't take long to fix. Right. We, we <laughs> talked about the Beatles for Brain Cancer impact that uh, on New Fire Up, uh, 9.20am every Friday on FBI 94.5 FM on your wow, that was dial. That you can also the, listen online. Most, yes, most, <laughs> uh, yes, well, in, in the same podcast feed as indeed this more fired up, courtesy of the Diamantina Podcast Network. It just keeps rolling on. The rugby league face <laughs> not good, not great when you've, the beanie the removes the hair from from the equation, is it? Rod Stewart's always known that. Yeah, let's face it, hair is important. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, it kind of focuses on the. Who face. is the funniest in the beanie? I mean, Sterling gets a pretty good guffaw, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Vladimir Putin's grandpa. <laughs> well, it, it was an evidence in Shah Park on Thursday night uh, where you had uh, Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Papua New Guizhian Prime Minister James <laughs> Marape yeah. and Todd Greenberg yeah. all in a line looking yeah. like a G20 summit or something yeah. like that in, <laughs> a their, silly G20 in their great beanies. Party shirts. <laughs> now, uh, we reflected on this uh, on New Fire Up as well. I was actually at the game courtesy of Newman, who was Sham Shinazi. Are you going to say it? The, the Seinfeld joke voice? Newman. There does, it is. There it is. <laughs> does the Sharkast <laughs> TV and radio work. And we had an opportunity to call the game, and we were uh, in the Peter Burns stand right at the top, which is attached to the. So is it above the Chinese restaurant or beside it's, it? It's adjacent to yeah. it. Adjacent you, you, to walk, the you walk straight down into the, which is no longer the King Wen. Oh no! Yeah, which you know, just inevitable great humour about change those two words and what do you get? Uh, it's now called the Sha Key. The Sha Key. Yeah, it's still Chinese. It's H A. K-double-E. Still Chinese restaurant. The Shark Key Chinese restaurant. Okay. Key being what, a Chinese derivation or something? It's it's a pun on Sharky, yeah. you see. Yeah. Okay. I, I still think it, it's one of my favourite moments of commentary was the, the crowd was stunned to silence at Shark Park. This is going back a decade or so. 
And Andrew Voss has gone, like, the crowd's so quiet, you can hear the chopsticks tickling at the... <laughs> <laughs> and then what we've got, the King Wang restaurant. That's great. <laughs> the King Wang, of course, is where uh, Peter Gow chopped up uh, the kids' the dragons jersey, jersey and yeah. Barry Beath intervened. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and let me tell you, they should... I thought it was Elmick first that intervened. That, well, <laughs> you know, father thereof. But, I mean, yeah. really, there should be some sort of radio play done recreating that because that just speaks yeah. to the enmity that exists between Can't the you. two franchises, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, I, we were looking across to the the E.T. stand, the Andrew Eddings Horsen stand, and it was empty because E.T. was on Australian Survivor. I mean, it was just a huge... But he's the draw. Huge draw on Survivor. Yeah. And so the crowd was down simply because yeah, all the wasn't... faithful would be watching him at home on I Survivor. see. And they love fish. There's Seaside Villa there. Yeah, I don't know if any, any of you guys Drops are watching Survivor. No. 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 <laughs> are you? I am. I'm I'm, comp- I'm compelled to for commercial reasons. Plus, uh, one of my uh, guys from our wrestling company is one of the contenders. So it's, uh, I've never watched Survivor in my life, and I'm you'll be calling that soon. I'm all in right now. <laughs> but two things, Gal. Uh, I think for personnel concerns, actually had to play extended minutes, and it was unbelievable. He did run for over 200 meters, not and, two kilometers. Did no, not RTS. two kilometers. No. <laughs> and. That was exciting because he actually had an opportunity. There was a penalty call and he went for the quick tap. Ah. And let me tell you, a quick tap in Gal's hands. Three metres? Not quick. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the defence had plenty of time to get back on side. But this is the issue that I want to raise from this game and this is the issue that really gropes my cookies. Is ScoMo, it's well-known number one fan, dot, 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 we're all over that. Ingedine Mackers, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In the celebrations afterwards, ScoMo joins the trainer in pounding out the rhythm of the up-up Cronulla song on the esky. First of all, he's hurt his hand. Good. Right. But secondly, where is your dignity, Prime Minister? I mean, like, have you you guys at some stage have each been in a first-grade dressing room, I'm assuming? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And did you, like me, feel sort of a slight sense of I don't really belong yeah, here? Yeah, absolutely. And, and unease, awkwardness, yes. and, you know, I, I hulking feel... men in little swimmers and all yeah. that sort of stuff. I felt more, I am a spectator. I am on the, like, I'm on the yeah, sidelines. Yeah, I'm yeah. watching this. I'm privileged to be yeah, watching yeah. this, but I'm watching this. I am not one of the hulking men in Speedos. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel inclined to bang the auto bin and sing along. No, no, no. You would, you take a respectful what? distance. You, you spoke and you if you spoke yeah, to. And if I could, even, you know, John Howard, Keating, Haw- you'd, you'd never imagine any of them in a dressing room doing that, would you? No. Oh, no. Hawkey. Hawkey. Hawkey yeah, a big game, a big but, game. But, and, and to be fair, Hawkey was a Canberra boy. And Hawkey was a big number one fan, and Hawkey didn't mind getting on the cans. Whereas sure. Scomo, of course, is much is, isn't quite so much so big on the cans. Sure, also but, not quite the sportsman. But, but in the rooms, was. the players would come and say, "Oh, Hawkey, can I have a beer with you? Can I have a photo?" Mm, mm. He wouldn't immerse himself. No. And and to me, uh, like I remember the first time I went into a first grade dressing room was actually at the Sharks. I was there courtesy of my mate Stephen Gorry, who they, they confused the name cards. He worked for a firm called Henry Davis York, and it had uh, Stephen Gorry, member for Cook, and Bruce Baird, <laughs> Bruce Baird uh, Henry Davis York. And we, he went up to bed and said, oh, well, we've had a bit of an issue here. Bed, completely unamused. <laughs> right? but Barry, Barry Pierce was the then president and sister. We went down, and it was actually in 1999, so it was, the Sharks were beaten by the storms. Uh, Barry pointed out a young Greg Bird to me and said, this kid will go somewhere, and that was true. He certainly did. And that was the last game Cronulla <laughs> lost. In jail. And then they went on that huge winning streak to win the Rhino Premiership and then just powder wow. in the playoffs. But it was a fascinating experience because uh, Martin Lang was there keeping the boys' spirits up and they were getting sandwiches oh, in and whatever. Marty. And I just said, I don't, 
I haven't earned the right, yeah. right? And I think ScoMo has not earned the right to pound the esky. And but isn't that what makes him special? That special he hasn't earned the right, right. You know, <laughs> he's unlike any other individual who can, you know, and I read the other day that it was uh, the, uh, the polling revealed like weeks before that uh, the Liberal Party needed to go after working mums. In the suburbs, not the inner city mums, but the working mums, and apparently go after them in terms of what remove their benefits or what <laughs> dangle Send the ca- a- dangle the carrot. Oh, carrot. Send, okay. yeah, yeah. Now I don't buy that they were that clever. You know, I really don't. I just think ScoMo has got a unique personality, a special personality, which you know, for, for better or worse, he just can't help himself, and that's what he's good at. You know, is he cunning? Is he has he got that rat cunning? Do you think, or is it just he's just blunders on in and does it well? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I think, <laughs> I think blunders on him sounds sounds <laughs> closer to it. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if his mind is the saying hit the esker scomo is going to play well out in the electorate. No. So uh, I had one one incident in a cha- in a dressing room. One the first time I was in, it was at uh, it was at Eels, the old Parramatta Stadium, and the Raiders had just beaten the Eels in the most glorious uh, Golden Point <laughs> try by Josh Hodgson. It was a topsy-turvy game. And yeah, Mary Kay down, eh? and Mary Kay had just won Supercoach because of oh, yes. certain she Because so she put Sammy Redrudder as a captain yep. and he had a so hat trick. And it was that year. And I was in there and it was the last game of the year and I know a couple of people in the Raiders staff and I'd had beers with Sammy Williams and I was there talking with Sammy going, oh my God, be still my beating heart. And Ricky came in and there was an esky in the middle of the room, a steel case esky. And he's pulled out a beer, and instead of using... There's no opener, so it's a steel case, a steel esky. So he's just you know, tapped the side, opened it up off the side, handed it to a couple of the trainers, handed one to Brett Dixon, and he's looked at me, by hand, opened a beer and handed it to me. There you go, mate. Oh, boy. Ricky opened... He, did, he had no idea who I was. He, he didn't know... You got the bucket ready? Him, but he, <laughs> he gave me a beer. And I, I, I sat there and drank a beer hand opened by Ricky Stewart and thought... Man, I've been to the bar with Ricky Stewart. And now. I tell you what, you don't want to go within QE of that bloke. He's no fun. I, we've oh, said this before. That's great the, the least... He sucks up for... He's a black hole of fun, right? Well, it's... <laughs> it, it's funny you should say that. Even at a bar at three o'clock in the morning. First of all, in a similar vein, I was offered... Uh, I had a half full beer in my hand and Peter Garrett offered me a beer backstage at the Metro after we'd seen the Oils play yeah, yeah. and I said thank you I'd love one and put the other one down because uh, I wasn't going to refuse Peter and I kept the beer but uh, my two my, 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 <laughs> so speak to your point sealed it up and took it home put it on the, on the, on the I, I, was, ledge. I was holidaying in Canberra which I know is an oxymoron <laughs> in Canberra which, which is in the Lonely Planet's top 10 cities in the world to visit and, unlike any other city in Australia and the Hyatt which used to be the, 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 old, the old mint oh, building the old Hyatt. Hyatt and then it became, it's renamed now the mint it? building yeah was it oh was, come on what, what was it what was it, the Hyatt it was a um, it was a hostel Really? Yeah. You're my sure? mum and dad, when they first moved to Canberra, they moved to the Hyatt because it was a hostel. That's one hell of a hostel. Yeah. Anyway. It wasn't quite as salubrious. We've all seen the now. Secret City. It's a beautiful place. Anyway, it was, Lazo, oh, yeah. it was Lazo's wedding reception. <gasps> Glenn? Was going on when yeah. we were there at the hotel. You were at Glenn Lazarus's wedding? I was not at Lazarus's <laughs> wedding reception, but I was in the building at a, at a restaurant. And Ricky and Lazo giving it to the staff like you wouldn't believe <laughs> about what this was wrong, this has got to be right, etc., oh, no. etc. Et to the counter, though, I once actually played a pickup game of touch football with the Roosters' first grade squad, uh, organised by one of the directors. And I, uh, and you could kicking was allowed. Ronnie Palmer's the referee, and I've thrown the ball to Ricky, and he's put a cross kick through, and Mick Crocker has caught it and scored. And I said. 
do I get the assist on that one, coach? And he went absolutely. So there, it's a positive Ricky, story about Ricky Stewart. See, he doesn't. He's not a fun. He doesn't suck fun out of the place. And uh, Glenn Les is one of the luckiest men alive, right? <laughs> <laughs> that cartwheel, I'd never forgive him. <laughs> oh, cartwheel's fantastic. Yeah, luckiest man alive. He, he caused, unlike some, he caused those premierships, those five premierships right? with three different teams. He caused them. He really? was. Oh yeah, he is fantastic. Now I like the, the, I, the machine. I, I like the way we're jumping around a little bit so we're going to go to you so you're going to stop us <laughs> don't like it that much because we're going to talk about manly melbourne so dennis uh, is going to yes. set us up with a song but just simply before we do this just mm-hmm. one thing i need to get on the record Stephen. yes if i said the years 1922 1926 yeah. and Ooh. 1938 yes. what would they mean to you as three years in collection 22 nothing they would be the three years the St. George Dragons won the Wooden Spoon. The Wooden Spoon, really? Yeah, you were claiming last wow. year yeah, yeah, that yeah. they'd never won the Wooden Spoon. He likes to fact check me every time, yeah, doesn't he? because I, I thought there was going to be the... Because uh, I know 21, 22. What are 21 and 22 they came mean? in 21. 21, that's the, the years the Bears won the premiership. Right. Back right. to back, 21, yeah. 22. He was first past the post, wasn't it? How do you know that, Dennis? Because it's an easy one to remember because they've only won two <laughs> back-to-back. <laughs> That's the only one. If you were going to go on hard quiz, what would be your, your, your chosen topic? <laughs> Whether or not the Bears won in 21 and 22 <laughs> before or since. Go far wrong there. You've got to keep it narrow, I say. 89, 89 Raiders team, I'll probably get that one pretty much right. So on Saturday night, in right at the end of extra time, the Manly... Seagulls prevailed eleven to ten. Oops, I actually gave a score on this show. That's that's wow. Is that the first one? I think so. What are we? Episode twelve. After eight <laughs> eight field goal attempts and Buzz Ruffield again banging the drum about how good is Golden Point. I continue to maintain how bad is it. Oh no, He's I a love man it. of limited interest though, isn't he? Sorry. Every time, every time that ball, the steed and slaps the woodwork, I'm taken back to. I, Final minutes of the '89 Grand Final I, and Benny Elias slapping the woodwork. Hear the story about that: how whoever put the crossbow in was, was like three centimeters too high. It was, it was, <laughs> Love that. folklore. But there was something that came out of that game, Dennis, that caught your attention. Well, there was something that came out of that game that caught my attention, or more, there was something that didn't come out of that game that caught my attention. The same thing it, it caught it caught your man Ricky Stewart's attention as well, and he, and he mentioned it. He was asked, "Had he seen the Jake Travoyevich?" Um, Upending Tackle. dangerous throw, yeah. and Ricky said, "Yes, I have." And he said, "Oh, he didn't get sent off." Ricky said, "No, he didn't." Um, and it turns out he's not even going to get a suspension. Do you know why? I, I didn't see that. I was um, well, out. Well, Ricky's line was, "They got it right. Mm. They got it right. It shouldn't have been a send off, and it mm. shouldn't have been a suspension." What they got wrong was sending off Nicky Cottrick for exactly the same thing. The lovable little chap. Yeah. He's pulling his heels he's right pulling now. Pulling his heels still for three weeks now. Isaac Luke, I understand he's going to get. He may get some time for his dangerous throw in a, in a, the uh, Eels Warriors game, um, but the fact that you can have. Jake Pravojevic doing one thing, yeah, and maybe there's two degrees of difference. But, but the footy guys are smiley. You still won, and Manly beat Melbourne. All is right. But Nicky Cottrick got three weeks, and you're still but winning. We're still winning. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So really, yeah, maybe come on, go you've, with got it. A, you've got a song, Dennis. I've got a song. <laughs> yes, and I'll just um, I'll just play it now, shall I? Why don't you do that for us right now? If you search for guidelines, they're very hard to find. Explanation seems so hard to give. The match review committee's rules are bafflingly applied. Their perversity is hard to forgive. 
Consistency is such a phony word. They'll give three weeks or none for the same crime. The judiciary's decisions are absurd and incompetency defined. Thank you for that, Dennis. The typical paranoia of a Canberra fan. Broncos and Titans, mentality. local derby, nobody interested. The only thing that I saw that was, you know, comical was Jared Wallace, the big prop forward, I think off a charge down, hurdle downfield, and as he was being easily reeled in by the defence, the ball just flew forward out of his hands. And it was a metaphor for the Titans' season, I think. Yeah, yeah. And they are calling it the poison chalice for Kevy, aren't they? Everybody's now saying, look, don't go there, because if you fail within a year or two, you are gone. Yes. So the hot tip is actually the Gold Coast Titans board. That's an effective group of people. Mm. Uh, leaning towards Justin Holbrook. And the announcement will be to made today, right. being Monday. Mm. Really? July 29, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... But Wayne Bennett's right, isn't he, that he says we do need uh, keep the team strong, put some money in, focus on it, you know? Sixth largest city in Australia. <laughs> yeah, and growing. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I forgot to mention uh, when I was talking about the Sharks-Cowboys uh, game, Papua New Guinea contingent there, yeah. Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Rugby League, the number one sport. I love that. Papua New Guinea, you know, and I have to, a little, little bit of backroom gossip. I was working for a certain broadcaster, a national broadcaster, and we got a phone call because we were supposed to be interviewing Mark Hughes on air and um, we were waiting for him waiting for him we had some massive technical difficulties um, then we got this call oh no Mark Hughes won't be available because he's spending some time with the king of Papua New Guinea the king <laughs> I was like pretty sure it's not a kingdom I think you'll find it's actually part of the Commonwealth I think, I think they're a constitutional monarchy um, but no they were adamant it was a king I, I, the king of Papua New Guinea I, I, I was stunned <laughs> that it wasn't Michael Samari because forever and a day it's been <laughs> Michael Samari. And we were talking, Stephen, you'd been delayed by an entourage, uh, you know, police sirens to get uh, to your Lebanese feed. I, I was, yes. And if I may, I'll try and play the sound in just a moment. But do you want the story? Did you record yeah, it? Good. I did record it. Why is, why I was standing on Crown Street trying to get to Fatima's, one of my favourite Lebanese restaurants oh, since 1967. Yep. And uh, gee whiz, I mean, the, the lemon, the garlic, mm. uh, the salt, you know. <laughs> Isn't that, is that a Netflix series, Lemon, Garlic, Salt? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as I was waiting to cross the road, I thought, gee, this is taking a long while. you know. And then after a while I thought, hang on a second, what's that coming up the street? And this is what I... You know what I'm hearing? Saturday night. <laughs> well, that was that was the second half of an entourage of about 85 police motorbikes and cars and black vans. I thought, and a, and and a you know a Commonwealth car with a flag. And I thought, who the hell is that? Right now, you, it's not Lindsay Lowen. So who is it? So when you thought it was Papua New Guinea, I corrected you and thought it was Scomo. I was wrong. It was neither. What, is that right? You yeah. got the facts. Yeah, yeah. it was Todd Greenberg. Being Todd, he goes that way, does he? <laughs> driven down. Todd is not getting it. No, he wouldn't have a CK. Yeah, yeah, you've got, to, you've yeah. got to look at this. You look at the car. Look at the number plate. C one. That'd be the prime minister. Yeah. I didn't quite yeah, catch the, the final. I was just going, the oh, these pretty lights coming past. They had number plates on the back as well. Yeah, I thought it was vivid. I, yeah. I spoke to Todd, <laughs> and I said, "You're coming back on." He goes, "I promised." And mm. Dennis is going to wheedle his way on right. and be on that show. And initially, you said, "Who cares about uh, that game, the Brisbane game versus the Gold Coast?" Isn't it interesting how you become embedded? I mean, you you know, you were brought up in Canberra, as you just mentioned, as a young boy. Yeah. I wasn't brought up as a St. George fan. I just went to the cricket ground as a kid and saw them. 
latched on. My son is a Brisbane supporter, and you may well ask why. It's because every time we got together to go nuts over the Dragons winning or losing, as a little boy, <laughs> he just thought, wouldn't it be funny to go against Dad? You know? yeah. And this yeah. is the early 90s. <laughs> so he picked Brisbane. And to uh, this day, we're now sort of, we've come to grips with it. But it's like, what are you doing yeah, that for? Son, you know? My son goes for Manly. Yeah. Exact same reason. There, there exact are, same reason. There are two categories of families determined by exactly this. <laughs> yeah. The families where the kids follow the team of their parents. Yes. You know. And they always make the joke, oh, you know, and you know, hello to Mary Kay because she likes to make this joke. You know, I was given two choices, move out or follow Parramatta. <laughs> and then there, are the, then there are the families where the kids take the opposite to their yep. parents. Yes. I tend to favour the latter. It's just the way it is, I think. I think you're both wonderful fathers. You know there's a dysfunction <laughs> in the family no there, don't you? Yeah, there's father. something very wrong, septic. <laughs> now, now th- there is an international incident brewing, oh, yeah. and that, of course, is on the back of the Eels-Warriors game. Uh the Dr. and Jekyll of Mr. Hyde of Rugby League, the Eels, you know, Fortress Bank West can't be beaten and then put them on the road, they're dreadful. Except, of course, up at uh, Darwin. Sorry Which about that. Which was a home game. Dennis, yes, so, it's a home so game. It's a home game. Uh, they still got that criminal, though, haven't they? Yes. He, Make he, a he, I, I don't know if you saw him. <laughs> should had, be banned. He, well, he had a couple of fens that looked like criminals. <laughs> that, now, that was pretty impressive. I yes. didn't see that in the highlight reel. <laughs> but now, despite, obviously, you'd think that uh, Coach Stephen Carney would be blowing up the lux about the forward pass with RTS, but in fact, he focused on the strip. Did he? So uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita, who came in at the last minute and had an absolutely outstanding game all around the park, was called for a penalty for a strip where Adam Blair was the second in the tackle and it actually had his hands up, Robbie Farris style, saying, I'm not involved with this. Mm. Harris-Tavita affects the strip and the penalty's given. Parramatta score off the back of it. And he said, if they can't call it, mm. they can't call it, he said they just said, piss it off. And um, Good point. Yeah, and, he, and he, he was worried whether he should say piss off in a press conference and he ended up being relaxed about Saying it said about three times. So he shortened the eye to make it a bit softer. And it's... And it's and <laughs> How it's, do you say it? Piss. Yeah. Piss it off. Uh, piss, piss it off. Piss it off. And it's <laughs> turned ugly overnight. Nothing so, funny about that, Dennis. <laughs> first of all, the New Zealand TAB paid back all Warriors fans that, had tip, that bet on the Warriors ah. because of the shared national outrage. They do it well, don't they? Well, it's, the Kiwis? It gets even better. <laughs> Warriors CEO Cameron George has come out and said for the, uh, the upcoming game, which is at Mount Smart this weekend... Yep. Uh, all the fans should wear referee shirts <laughs> and bring whistles. Fantastic. So the bringing whistles, the bringing whistles, a really interesting one because you know there's the phantom so and there's a phantom That's whistler really a few years ago. So if, if someone's in the crowd blowing civil the protest whistle, at its best, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blowing, that actually, that, where did that come from? You know, that could really disrupt well, we all go, the game. We, we, and, you know, and have a guess who they're playing, Dennis? I know, I know, they're playing yeah. the Raiders. Six PM Friday, well, yeah, they're playing. What the was he known again? You know, the, you know the, the unknown siren. You know the the phantom siren. Phantom siren. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, remember they're going to track him down and put him in jail, you know, but if everyone yeah. turns up in a referee's top and a whistle, beautiful. I've, I've long had this plan to get a, to, to make a t-shirt with a little Raiders logo on the front that says official referees advisor, so I can sit in the crowd and officially <laughs> advise the referees, and but imagine what, that, that's the same principle. And what that says though is that as we know that Payne is the great teacher, that the Warriors are finally coming alive, and yes. going, you know, we really want to do something this year, we want to win, Yes, and but now we're feeling you know it. what they've yeah. tapped into? They've tapped into Underarm, the Underarm incident from 1982, yeah. and there's, there's a lot of Kiwi cricketers since, Jeff Howarth, who was he was the um, captain. He's come out and said this was it was actually the greatest incident because we could not. Him and Paddles Hadley they couldn't get. They're actually a really good team. You know, Paddles became a knight. Was a, mm-hmm. he's now Sir Paddles Hadley? <laughs> he, um, they couldn't get the New Zealanders behind them. They didn't engage the cricket until mm. Australia. Mm did some dastardly, unsportingly betrayal on the field, suddenly New Zealand was up in arms, 
Piggy Muldoon, the Prime Minister. Piggy Muldoon. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that he, in. He <laughs> he's suspended standing orders in Parliament the next day and invited any member who wanted to to get up and make a speech deriding the Australians. <laughs> and he was the one that started the speeches by saying, how appropriate is it that last night the Australians wore yellow? And they've recalled the ambassador. They literally recalled the ambassador. Now, this was hyperbole and jokes, but it, I think it's a great idea. And well, maybe it would get people, Kiwis, to embrace rugby league more than other games. But more so than that, it's the fact that no one even... Who cares about the All Blacks? You know, It's the Warriors. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what but, they're trying to but, do. But Craig's a great model. I mean, Bodyline was almost... We almost left the Commonwealth as a result of yes. Jardine's antics. And, of course, New Zealand would be riled up, dare I say, fired up right now. Fired. How do you say that in a Kiwi accent? And fired, fired up. The, the, the really hard, fired up. It's a hard vowel, so it'll be the same as ours. Yeah, in relation to the Super over Farago in the World Cup, <laughs> and now this... Oh. My only concern is that uh, that Cameron George does full disclosure. If he's involved in some sort of sporting apparel company, because <laughs> the, the sales referees gear, and when you have a referees <laughs> referees yeah. shirt. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, I've got a couple. Uh, okay. <laughs> but they're costumes. They're theatrical costumes. So, so, so let's hope that this doesn't turn ugly and uh, that the Raiders are put off and get beaten. Well, maybe we do hope. This could no. be the next Hong Kong group. Yeah, well, absolutely. Take it to the streets, <laughs> which, we'll, which, we'll, which we'll come to in a moment, taking to the streets. Yeah. Just to wrap the round, roosters and dogs. Well, you know, yeah. 20 minutes from the Chooks was enough. As I said, the press reports will we never get out of second gear. Yeah. Tedesco, world's best player. I think we've seen it all. It but, was the dogs, though. Yeah. It's like yeah. saying they beat St. George. Yeah, you know? yeah, right. But, well, um, just... Dennis, <laughs> the talk coming out of, the, apart from the fact that you've firmed in the betting and really are on that second line, so there's the top three and now there's you and Manly contending for the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the talk was that uh, Jimmy Maloney was told to shut up by referee Ashley Klein for talking too much in the first half because he's not the captain James Tarmow was. And they're chatting as they go to Lemons at half time. Uh, James Tamo joins the conversation, and then Ivan Cleary has come down from the coach's box and, and joins side, yeah, at the side of his mouth, yeah, yeah joined mm. the conversation as well. And perhaps somewhat, somewhat fortuitously, Ashley Klein hasn't heard what has it been recorded. Though? Ivan, what to say? So, well, the NRL's investigating. Uh, no, I don't think they are. No, they were investigating, but it seems like unless the referees complain, it didn't, it didn't go in the match report. That didn't go in the referees' match report, yeah, but so, it, so they're not going to do anything about it. So, how do we feel about this? Um, oh, I feel absolutely delighted that, about the clearing or about the that James Maloney was so upset about being beaten. Like, because he doesn't like being beaten, he is a winner, he's a winner, and he's being beaten. He's being just beaten out of the game by a better team, a team that had more niggle. They had balls stolen off them. He was very <laughs> unhappy, so he's trying to find something to complain about. He wanted. They'd had a player sin bin, so he felt the Raiders should have had a player sin bin, even though the, the offence, the Raiders player, you know, it was penalty sufficient. They got the two points for the penalty. Uh, he's just, he, he yabbers. He, he was unhappy, so he was yabbering. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, the Tamo JT is the captain, and he's off the field. When he's off the field on the bench... Um, Who takes over? I just lost his name. I was talking about a second ago. Maloney. I think Maloney. Wow. I, I, I got caught up with the JT. <laughs> See, I got lost too. I got caught up with the JP. Yeah, Maloney becomes captain. So that's why Tamao ah. came running on to join him as they walked off. And Ashley Klein, the um, the cab driver, he he was just saying, if you, if you keep talking to me, I'm going to send you off. Like, yeah. Seriously, so, I, I've, I've had enough. You're just talking too much. You're, talk, you're just wasting time talking to me. Hmm. You're referring to the expression acting captain. There's that quirk in rugby league that sometimes they call the dummy half the acting half. Is that right? Is that what, is that what the acting half is? 
Yeah, I think it is. What, what what is that? It's very strange. So the dummy captain. The dummy captain is the real one. 100%. <laughs> There's the half, the acting half, the dummy half. Do you think Q&A, we should just get Cameron Smith and James Maloney on? Yeah. And they could just both talk at the umpire. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? And no other guess. in the middle. <clears throat> Tony wouldn't get a word in. <laughs> he wouldn't get a word Tony, in. Tony, Ashley, Cam and Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> that would rate. <laughs> that would rate, wouldn't it? <laughs> That'd be a change. Imagine the ABC doing that. Hello. <laughs> Seriously. Do they wheel out the biggest cast of nobodies on that show? Oh, I mean, God. You're meant to know who they are and be interested in what they got to say. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, <laughs> throw Ricky in on the run yeah. as well. Yeah, that'd be, I'd love that. <laughs> Is there anything more rugby league than the Newtown Jets at Henson Park and mm. they had their annual beer footy food festival yeah, which is something sorry I missed that something I find yeah. hard to say more than 9,000 packed Henson Park on the weekend so they, they were 10 not quite yes but yeah. they exceeded Close the enough. 8972 wow. figure um, so top the Canola crowd top the Hanley crowd number? do they have an official number or no they just, not 9, this time 000. they broke the official they probably beat the Roosters crowd generally speaking yeah. Yeah. biggest yeah. crowd there since 1980 Wow. Well done. That is the team of my father and my grandfather. And I was lucky enough to meet and I'm attending tonight the book launch of a book called Taking It to the Streets, the second life of the Newtown Rugby League Football Club, Glenn Bumper Dwyer. Oh, Bumper. Yeah, Bumper. Loves Bum- a chat. Loves bumper. a chat, Bumper. Mm. And it's, it's a beautiful tone, beautifully produced and realised. What's the essence of it, Chris? How, what happened to Newtown after they were turfed by the New South Wales yeah. Rugby League? Quail. Capriciously. <laughs> 1983, I assume. I think Quail. <laughs> And how they survived and returned to what I think is now known as the Ron Massey Cup. And eventually, they are now in the Canterbury Cup, which we would like to refer to as reserve grade. And they are the feeder team for your second favourite team, Stephen, the Cronulla Southern Sharks. You used to love them completely. It really is just a beautiful <clears throat> meeting of old school rugby league, hipster central and just general fans of the game. Yeah, it's inclusive, isn't it? Very it's much community. So. It's very it's community, Marrickville. Family. People say Newtown, but it really is very Marrickville. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's Marrickville, not Newtown. Newtown's yeah. turning into the Gold Coast. Yeah. Gold Coast, <laughs> I love that. Seriously. Yeah, Saturday night down at the Caval Avenue. With the lockout laws. <laughs> <laughs> like every second, every second shop is a 7-Eleven. It's fluorescent. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, you know, people... Bounces galore. Yeah, and they're yeah. putting in like joints which look like, you know, yeah. re- recreations of 1950 American soda stores. and stuff. It's, oh, not, yeah, it's not going yeah, well. Yeah. What a bizarre world, isn't it, that, that King's Cross comes alive for the opening of an art exhibition by Lister... One building only alight, you know. And they, people think it's a really great event to go along to because of the sadness. Well, then Newtown becomes stripped of its, you know, its some of its colour. Well, not really, but nearly, you know, it's getting there, yeah. isn't it? So, oh, it? It worries me. Where else do you go? Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Canberra. There's no lockout in Canberra. Yeah. Is there not? I was down in Canberra just on on the weekend, and boy, you get lost though on those clover leaves, but no lockout. Eh? No, just got... rugby league. The musical dentist was it? Rugby league musical was in Canberra. Where... But I know Mooseheads was going off as well. Well, our mate DJ Felix, of course, is a, yeah, uh, loves it a down Mooseheads there. legend. Well, I, I went past there. It was about uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. What are the favourite styles past? of that out of the morning, Dennis? Well, this is two o'clock in the afternoon. I went past. <laughs> okay. and, uh, but if you were at Moosehead, outside, <laughs> and outside Mooseheads, there would have been forty, um, probably you know, early twenties millennials yeah. in varying stages. Yeah, there was um, of undress. No, there was some pajamas. Oh, yeah. There was uh, there was a couple of um, characters from uh, Nintendo. Okay, there there was a couple of Mario Kart people. There was all these fancy dress, and they're just spilling out. And there was. I couldn't hear the music. It was just like, it's coming out of the door. <laughs> okay, I got it. it I've got a four on the floor. Where are you this <laughs> week with the... the uh, uh, this week I'm in Wyong. Oh, right. Taking it up to the central coast of yeah, Queensland, yeah, yeah. just uh, north of Sydney. And next week is Wollongong. 
I'm just struggling. The wine. What's the what's the mascot for the wine? Ruse. The wine. The wine ruse. ruse. Yeah. yeah. Stephen, what's happening to you? Yep. Look, it's Monday morning. I haven't thought about that yet. I'm on holiday break right now, oh, so to speak. You know, there's very less to do each week, which is great. I love the fact that you're wearing a black hoodie that has a logo of a oh, certain yeah. employer on it. So yeah. you're there I've, representing the company. I've never been a hoodie fan. And I was, this was a freebie, and I've just suddenly gone, oh, they're pretty comfortable, aren't they? are they? very comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Sold out, of course. We'll be on this weekend on this FBI. Weekend, yeah. Um, 5 p.m. I'm talking last Saturday night. At the How factory. was that? That was fantastic really good, to huh? see. Yeah, it was a, a good crowd, big crowd, and uh, they look revitalized and you know, it was like 1985, six all over again. And we're going to start more aggressively plugging the fact that we're going to do Fire Up Live at the Factory Theatre in Maryville. Is that 11th of October? 7pm Friday. Is it Friday night? Tickets Fantastic. at factorytheatre.com.au. I should also plug, I'm doing Mad Mondays at the Bridge starting next Monday, a week away. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, a month okay. of Mad Mondays at the Bridge Hotel Roselle. Come yeah. along. Yeah. I am targeting, oh gosh, what, what, is it the 23rd? Five, twelve, no, no, seventeen. I don't know. Twenty sixth, twenty sixth. I'm targeting the twenty sixth of August to be there. Uh, thank you very but much. But are you, Chris? Where, where, where are you going to be? Uh, I'm going to wait for the next two weeks, Stephen. What? what? Where, where are you, are you going? going to? I'm going to the United Kingdom and Croatia. Good on you, Croatia. What are you so doing, hot Croatia? Right now? I'm going to the town of Tisno for the Defected Music Festival, the best that house music has to offer. Who are the highlights? Definitely for me, Purple Disco Machine. Yes. Okay. I, I, he's like, he's a little bit like our local uh, late night tough guy. Yeah. He takes... A little bit funkier, isn't he? Yes. And he takes source material yeah. and he finesses it rather than completely dissembles it. The most recent one takes the old Hot Street classic um, bodywork. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. There's a photo. That's my son in Croatia right now oh. with his mates. Look at what they're wearing. What I know. the hell are these I ho- hopefully, people thinking? Hopefully he hangs in there. My goodness so, me, so the old long, flag, eh? I'll see if I can... So I think it's the, the local, the, the national soccer shirt. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'll, I'll see if he's in town. Maybe he can catch up. It'll yeah. be perfect. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. So please enjoy the time while I'm away. Uh, oh, we'll I, just I, I trust that you'll slag continue off the, the Tigers and we'll slag continue off Continue to fly Farrow. the flag. Oh, yes. And uh, Rugby League, how good is it? How good is it? How good is it?